0: Hey, welcome to the Biff and Butler podcast here. Biff, alongside me, Meathead Rashad Butler. Yes, How are you doing, my man? I am
1: great. I am in the building. Let's get it.
0: Doing good. Oof. So, you know, NFL season. We have a, we, a little, almost, I, I, I think, exactly a month until we have, uh, while well, we're recording this at least, we have exactly a month until we have uh, free agency starting the NFL. That is right.
1: March uh, 18th, because today is the 18th of February. You're right.
0: Look at that. Look at that. And uh, so what we want to do for you guys on the podcast is for the next couple weeks leading up to the NFL draft, we're going to hit teams. We're going to hit kind of each division on where we, where teams need, where they need to go. We're going to go with the teams starting off the divisions where it has most teams that need probably free agency moves instead of draft picks. Okay. We're going to move. So like a team like the Dolphins or something like that, we'll probably do later on. We'll do the AFC East later since they're going to be more young-based. And I mean, the draft's going to be a huge night for those guys. And uh, we'll pro- we're going to start off with teams right now, at least, that will probably hit the free agency market hard. It would be a good idea for them to do it because they're maybe that one step away or something like that. Okay. Is that good with you, Rashad? Sounds great. All right. So the first one we're going to start off with is the NFC East. The NFC East, just in case you are a novice to football, consists of a couple teams like the New York Giants, Washington Redskins, Cowboys, and Eagles. And. One team, the Dallas Cowboys, they're very interesting this offseason. They are. They are. They have a lot of money they're going to need to spend, and it's not even in free agency. It's to keep guys away from free agency. They have three of Pro Football Focus's top 20 players in in free agency coming up with Amari Cooper, Byron Jones, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott potentially could be a $40 million quarterback. Could be. Don't agree with it. Yeah,
1: I don't think so either.
0: Yeah, But, you know, the quarterback market's always inflated. You have Amari Cooper, who could be the richest Mm -hmm. receiver, and Byron Jones, who struggled a little bit last year, but he's young and has the potential, so he is kind of almost worth it to pay in a sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like out of those three, it's the odd man out, but it's how you're going to replace Byron Jones, it's how you would have to potentially replace Amari Cooper if he wants to test it out. Correct. Or now, even Dak Prescott.
1: Now, what I've been hearing uh, through a lot of NFL insiders is that Dallas is looking to get something done uh, before the tag. Now, that is highly unlikely, and it's very unusual because usually teams will place the tag on the player and then teams will start to negotiate a long-term deal. But uh, Dallas has said that they're pretty adamant and they're confident that uh, they're going to get a deal done within, I think, the next week. Because I think the first day uh, to tag a player, I think, is next week sometime. I want to say, I think, the 25th of February. Uh, and I think the last day is, I want to say, usually can't remember right now. I want to say maybe late July, mid-July, as far as uh, if a deal isn't done before that date in mid-July, then it, uh, then that player has to uh, either sit out that year or just sign that uh, franchise tag and take it for what it is.
0: It is. So the 25th next Wednesday yes. would be the, the first beginning. day you yeah. could do uh-huh. that. That's the first day they could do it. And obviously the deadline is going to be March 10th. Cur- Which is always a big one.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, well, the deadline really isn't the deadline. Well, to designate him and stuff. Yeah, correct. Because usually the real deadline uh, to get a deal done with the player that you franchise tag is usually, I think, mid July. But that deadline is the deadline to really decide who it is you're going to franchise tag.
0: Yeah, no, and it's going to be a very big one because, Uh I mean, Amari Cooper is not taking a franchise tag. If I'm him, I'm not taking a franchise tag. Yeah. Just because he knows he needs a long term deal. Probably will be his last big money long term opportunity, mm-hmm. so he could do that. And honestly, you'd be better off finding a way to franchise tag Dak, just because you know this this year he it's going to be a very high paying year if you're going to mm-hmm. be a quarterback like him. He really could get that forty five million, and you know what what would his Around like what 26 to 28 potentially with the franchise tag,
1: I think the franchise tag is at 27. Yeah, so it's about
0: uh-huh. so you know, it's For the quarterbacks. not that's a lot easier to do than go in there and be like, "Wow, I need to go pay this guy, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. I need to pay him like 40 million dollars. You're saving over 14 million dollars that
1: way. Well, one thing I think that's interesting this year, uh, because next year is the last year of the uh current CBA, is that this offseason. Uh, teams can use both the fran- uh, the transition and the franchise tab because usually in the past, it's either one or the other you can use, meaning you can't use both at the same time. So uh, I think if Dallas doesn't find a way to get a deal done before February the 25th, which I highly doubt it, I think Dak is going to get franchised and I wouldn't be surprised if they transition Amari just so they can start negotiations and so forth because I don't see them allowing Amari to hit uh free agency. I just don't.
0: No, it would be it would be the dumbest thing they Correct. ever did. That would uh-huh. be a waste of that trade if yeah. they really did that. No, I agree. So we'll see on that. I mean, the Cowboys kind of need a, little, a couple things. They need a tight end badly. Jason Witten right now, I mean – It doesn't matter if Jason Wynn decides to come back. I don't think he is coming back. Mm -hmm. You can't have uh, Blake Jarwin be your number one tight end, especially in an offense that can be the most powerful offense in the NFL. They have all the talent. I mean, you have one of the best running backs in Zeke. Mm -hmm. An up-and-coming quarterback, Dak Prescott. Mari Cooper, if he comes back. You have Michael Gallup on the other side, who's hit or miss. I mean, you could do a lot. Plus, also, this is a deep receiver class.
1: Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because another guy – that will be a unrestricted free agent is uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah, I saw and, that. Yeah, and I don't see them bringing him back because the year he had this year wasn't one of his typical years. I think he is on the decline, and I think he knows that. And, uh, again, I don't know where his thought process is as a player, and I don't know what he's uh, going to ask for, but I think with this receiver, uh, well, this wide receiver class, excuse me, being so deep, I think it may uh, – serve Dallas best to go out and get one. Uh I wouldn't say early, but you could get one either in the second or third round that can actually come in and uh can 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 play alongside uh Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper if you retain Amari Cooper.
0: This has to be one of the deepest draft classes. Uh-huh. I mean you could get I mean the sixtieth rated player right now according to CBS sports I'm looking at is Denzel Mims. And Denzel Mims honestly if he was maybe went out another year he would have had another chance to have another year of eligibility. Could have been a second-round, first-round pick. He'll probably end up in the third round somehow. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. It's, it's a very deep draft it in is. that one. So you have Donovan, Peoples-Jones, and stuff like that. You have guys out there who will be able to do it. And, I mean, another team besides Dallas that's going to need a receiver is also Washington mm-hmm. and in there. And, I mean – it's maybe why Dallas, I don't like, I don't, I think more or less they're not, don't have to worry about them with the position just because I feel like you're going to, if you're Washington, you need to go in free agency and get a receiver. You just need a veteran receiver kind of because they're, it, they kind of remind me almost of San Francisco last year where they have a young receiving core. Okay. A couple guys who have potential, like Debo Samuel and Terry. McLaughlin, or McLaurin, McLaurin. Yeah, uh-huh. I don't know why I said that wrong. You know that too. <laughs> that's uh, funny. That's a, they kind of have similarities in their potential. They just need lead, mm-hmm. veteran leadership. And honestly, in an Emmanuel Sanders, isn't a bad one because no, he's not, not. going to get paid. He's not going to get paid. He's not. It means to hit, take a hit, but they have a lot well, of space still.
1: This the thing with Washington. When I look at their roster, and when I see the guys on their roster, especially. On the offense, the guys that are going to be unrestricted uh, come the new league year. To me, I think the position that they need to address or the position group is the offensive line. I'm looking right here. So you have left tackle Donald Penn. He's up. Left guard, Eric Flowers. He's up. Mind you, those two are starters at left tackle and left guard. And then you move across the bow and then you go to the right guard, Brandon Sheriff. So you have three out of your five starters who are up or who are going to be up come uh the start of uh the new league year so i think that's a position group that they should really address now whether they want to address it in free agency or whether they want to address it in the draft i do think that they need to come out of free agency and the draft with at least a starter from each because again um donald penn eric flowers brandon sheriff I don't know if they're going to bring any of those three guys back, and if they do bring a guy back, there will probably just be one. So I think that's a position group that they really need to address this offseason. season.
0: There could be the potential chance that Brandon Sheriff does come back out, and you know he can make he can resign with the team. I wouldn't put it out past that he wouldn't uh-huh. potentially do that. I mean, wasn't he wasn't the best last year? So honestly, if he could go and stick with the team that gives yep. more money, and there are a team that really will need. To build up that line and have veteran, also Joel Thune, Joe Thune, uh huh. That's a potential look at what they have. Correct,
1: but see the thing about it is Brandon Sheriff, he's going to be one of the top uh, guards on the market. So he's a guy that has missed a lot of games over the past two seasons. So I don't know if that's a guy that they want to invest that much money in because again, uh, he's a guy that's going to be high, high, high on the free agent market uh, come the new league year.
0: No, you're absolutely right about that. He does rank, according to Pro Football Focus, he is ahead of Joel Thune. He is one of the, actually, the top linemen to get in this. And injuries are always a problem. You know, you can't be 100% sure with people about that. You really need... Correct. It's it's very hard, especially with an offensive line, just because this draft isn't the strongest for offensive line. But, I mean... I mean, you, listen, I, not, think,
1: I think... Uh, it's top-heavy as far as tackles, but I think for guards and centers, you are correct.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit of a move to be able to go through, so that will be interesting. But going back to receivers, and especially with the Cowboys and also the Redskins, both teams really do need them. I mean, the Cowboys need, in a sense, more of a slot guy because, I mean, you're right with Randall Cobb going back to that one because I know we went off a little tangent. Mm-hmm. Randall Cobb honestly could be replaced by Devin Smith. Devin Smith is a guy that they have. They drafted him. I'd see him being able to be used a little bit more. Not exactly the same kind of receiver, but, I mean, there's another talent out there.
1: Yeah. You know, I just think when I look at the Cowboys, I think uh, outside from shoring up guys like Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, to me, I think the one side of the ball they need to shore up is uh the defense because they have a lot of guys who are going to be unrestricted free agents come the the new league year? Uh, I'm looking at they have a guy Malik Collins, uh, defensive tackle. They have a guy in Robert Quinn who is aging, but Robert Quinn did have a solid year last year. Uh, they have a guy like uh Malcolm, I mean not Malcolm, sorry, excuse me, uh Michael Bennett, uh who came on strong on in, in, in the latter half of the season. Sean Lee is up. Again, these are guys that are either starters or contributed a lot. And then I go to the secondary, Jeff Heath, uh, Jeff Heath, uh, their safety, and then of course a guy you know you mentioned earlier, Byron Jones. So those are a lot of names of guys who were who were either starters or key contributors this last season for the Dallas Cowboys. So I think after you're after you're able to shore up uh, Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper those guys on the offensive side of the ball. then i think your focus has to be uh moved to to the defensive side of the ball and really address uh the areas of need as far as whether you want to resign some of these guys or whether you want to go out and address some of these needs in free agency or even address some of these needs in the draft but to me there's a lot of holes uh that need to be filled Were filled uh amongst well along the uh the uh, defense, defensive side of the ball.
0: Oh, no, and the, you're 100% right about that. I mean, I'm looking, and it's – mine is like blue or red, and there's a lot of red on the defensive side. There's a little bit on the offensive side, but a lot of yeah. people you could replace, you could do stuff. You obviously know mm-hmm. you could put money to two of the guys out there. But, yeah, I mean – and, you know, there's, there's, there's defensive talent in free agency, but it's a little bit farther back if you look at rankings and stuff like that. Yeah, because I
1: think when I look at free agency – this season, or this off-season, I should say. I think it's very heavy, heavy, top-heavy, when it comes to the edge rusher position. You have guys like uh, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Cal Van Van Noy, who will probably be on the market. You also have a guy in uh, Jadavion Clowney. And also, when I look at free agency, I think... Chris Jones,
0: Arig Armstead, potentially. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't see Chris Jones you know, getting out of... uh, I don't know. He has to get paid. City. That's all. He has true, to get True, true. But that's again, you know, thing. he's a you know he's an interior guy. But you know, also, I think another position that's going to be heavy in free agency uh, is I think the the secondary position. I mean, you had guys like uh, Byron Jones. Uh, you have I can't think of the kid's name from uh, Tennessee. Uh, Logan Ryan. So you have a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, quality football, that will be on the market. At some uh premium positions, this uh this free agency.
0: You really do, and not even to mention like a guy who I think is a little underrated, Trey Wayans mm-hmm. from uh yeah Minnesota. Minnesota. He's Correct. gonna be one, and then even uh Joe Schulbert, who like kind of went last this year for
1: the Browns. The Browns, yeah. Uh-huh. I could, I'm trying to remember there. what yep. team he was on. He
0: actually kind of performed. He kind of showed out. He was pretty good. And this guys like this. It's like he was. As I said, it's a little bit deeper of a class. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the Cowboys are also gonna need. Safety help, too, since, I mean, I'm looking at my list right here. and All three of their safeties that start at strong Mm -hmm. are all up for it. So a guy like Jimmy Ward, Justin Simmons, somebody like that could be a good person. Or they could go into the draft. I was looking at uh, NFL.com. Xavier McKinley from Bama could be an interesting one. Because he will be around that area where Dallas is drafting at 17. Mm -hmm. So that's another interesting name to look at. But... If you're the Cowboys what is your so if you had to pick one position okay. what is your main position you're going for
1: as far as just
0: going for you need to address first if you're looking at okay fi- for free agency at least
1: oh free agency
0: we'll go off that cuz you know it's hard okay. to address with draft and stuff like cuz they're two different
1: times well i think once you take care of Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper then i think your focus has to be shifted to hmm it has to be one of the two premium positions on the defensive side of the ball and what i mean by that either an elite edge rusher or an elite player on the back end whether it's at corner or at safety because like i said uh robert quinn is up and you have byron jones who are up and again i don't see them signing back either of those two players unless those two players want to uh come back for a hometown discount as they uh they say so i think you have to address either of those positions uh i would probably say the cornerback position because you because because they are they already have demarcus lawrence you know what i mean he's a force to be reckoned with so i think you can afford to lose robert quinn and probably either draft another guy in the late rounds or even have you know someone that backs him up come in and just feel or fill that void but i mean listen this is a passing league you need guys on the back end that can cover and that can cover for days so if if, if, if i'm dallas uh i think in free agency i would try to address the cornerback position now i know that may sound crazy because if you're gonna let byron jones walk then that means you're hoping for someone so someone else to come in and take a uh, I guess, less money that you were going to offer him. And that can also be tricky.
0: See, I'm looking at it a little bit different Okay, I look at the corner position as almost for them, if they let him walk, I see that there's an opening in the draft where they could go. Because where they're picking, I feel like there's only going to be two corners off the board. And you're still going to have guys. You're going to have Trayvon Diggs from Alabama. C.J. Anderson, who I think with his injuries this year, kind of, dropped a little bit lower than expected. I think mm-hmm. that could be a ideal place for him to go. Okay. Just because I mean he has a he's an explosive corner, good size and good speed. But I really think in the off season they're gonna go and I think one guy they're gonna go for at the edge position is Shaquille Barrett. I really okay. do think that he is. I mean, he is a solid guy. Uh huh. He's not going to be a guy going to go and cause problems anywhere. Because I mean, Dallas already has just in general with their owner. Yeah. Has a lot of faces there. He's going to be a guy going to go in and play. It's what he did in. He was in Tampa or he, Yes, Tampa. Yes, it's what he did in Tampa. I was just making sure I wasn't trying to get because I'm thinking <laughs> no, you're fine. of uh, somebody. I'm thinking of the other Barrett, Derek Barnett who was in. Uh, Fiddly. Yeah, he's in. Fidley. Uh-huh. I was getting those guys confused. He's a he's a very good guy. I mean, he. Grades well on pro football focus, so his analytics are good. He's a tough player, and yeah,
1: I think he uh, he led the NFL in sacks this past season. I think I think he had what seventeen or eighteen. He was up there. Yeah, no, yeah. you actually yeah, you're mm-hmm. right about that one. Because I think right behind it was uh, Chandler Jones, but uh, yes, he had a phenomenal phenomenal year this year. See, my just see, my thing is, excuse me, with Demarcus Lawrence and paying Demarcus Lawrence so much so much money and the money that he deserved. How much money do you pay Shaquille Barrett, And will Shaquille Barrett take less money when he knows and understands that, hey, I led the league this past season in sacks. And this, listen, it will be phenomenal if they're able to acquire a guy like him alongside with Demarcus Lawrence. But at the same time, I just don't know if a guy like that will want to take less of money when teams are probably going to be, you know, calling him and his agent and offering him more money. That's my thing. So I think that's why I went to the cornerback position, but I could see them drafting uh, a cornerback early in the draft as well, too, whether it's, you know, at the corner position or the safety. But yeah, I mean, listen, Dallas has a, they have a lot of questions to ask themselves because again, I mean, after you sure up, uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, then it's like, okay, now how much more money do we have left and where is that money going to go towards? And, and, and also, how much are we going to pay uh, that player or those uh, or those players?
0: And another player that I've looked at, too, that could be, because that is a good point, mm-hmm. on Anja Barrett's going to just take a lot of money. Another guy, assuming that he gets away from his team, which uh-huh. I'd have a hard time imagining the Steelers don't try to hit at him like crazy. Is Bud Dupree? Bud Dupree, since coming out from Kentucky, has been a whole different player. He really showed him and T.J. Watt as one of the more like kind of underrated pass rushers in the league. Mm -hmm. I mean, T.J. Watt was close to being a top sacker, and Bud Dupree was getting good pressure out there. It was kind of you almost saw him at the ball every time. You always saw his dreads hitting the almost (laughs) like hitting the quarterback every time. So that could be a good guy, and he will be a lot cheaper than Skill Bear too, just because. He's kind of an up-and-comer, but also kind of with this baggage in the past. It's like, you know, you don't want to pay You almost want to give him maybe a short-term contract before you pay him.
1: I just can't see him getting out of Pittsburgh. I think the tandem— It's like that, the Dark Horse one. Yeah, I just think the tandem that he showed with uh, T.J. Watt and the way Pittsburgh's defense came on strong, uh, I would say the midpoint of the season all the way through the latter half of the season— I mean, listen, I wouldn't touch that defense if I'm Mike Tomlin. I will make sure to sign back the guys that I feel uh, are my impact players, and I do believe that Bud Dupree uh, was one of those guys this past season for Pittsburgh along with uh, T.J. Watt and uh, Mika Fitzpatrick and uh, Devin Bush.
0: And you're absolutely right, but I want to quickly go because I know we were going to – most of this uh-huh. podcast we're going to probably focus on the Cowboys and the Redskins since they have the biggest realistically uh-huh. movements they need for free agency, but a team that does have a lot of struggle on technically their super skill positions which is receivers and uh corners and DBs and stuff like that is the Eagles with their first round pick cuz they kind of have they have their they have all the one picks and stuff like that, not a ton of cap room but a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Who do you go with first pick overall? Because you know that's where they're going to make most of their moves is they're there.
1: I think it has to be at the wide receiver position. Decimated uh, by injury was disappointing to me, and I just feel that I understand it's a deep wide receiver class, and some people may say, well, why reach for one in the first round when you can probably get a quality one uh, in the second round or the third round? But I just feel like that was the void that Philly needed this past season. And like I said, because of the injuries, uh, they just weren't able to get anybody at the position to really give them uh, a quality amount of games. So I just think you have to get younger at the position and you just have to get better at the position. So if I'm the Eagles, uh, I would go all in on potentially taking uh, one of those. Uh, top five electric guys at uh, at wide receiver in the and, first round.
0: And I I agree with you hundred percent. I mean Justin Jefferson, that's uh a, a CBS sports article put him at that mm-hmm. and I think that'd be a fantastic position. We've seen in big games he could play, I mean, against Oklahoma for a touchdown reception, he had a couple yeah. in uh the national championship game. He he's a force to be reckoned with because realistically they're deep threat, a guy who could stretch the field. Deshaun yeah. Watson Deshaun not Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson He's old. He's yeah. old and you can't no, rely on him. Alshon Jeffrey, injury-prone, another stay big yeah. guy. I mean, realistically, you're two. I mean, you have Greg Ward Jr., who honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if he jumps Nelson Aguilar, who probably won't be retained by the team. Yeah, and I agree. Gets that slot position. So I just don't know. I, I just can't imagine why they could go out because, I mean, you're even looking at their corner position. I mean, they may not be able to retain Ronald Darby. He might go and explore free agency, but there's a lot of—I mean, there's a lot of guys in the back that could make moves up in position. Mm-hmm. I mean, one guy who's overlooked always is Craven LeBlanc, the yeah. FAU grad. And,
1: and you know what? That's the position of need as well, too. But I just think, for me, car- listen—you have to get Carson Wentz weapons because if you're paying that guy the money you're paying him, which is thirty-two a year. Uh, you just have to address that need on that side of the ball. Now, if you flip over to the defensive side of the ball, I agree with you 100%. I mean, I think their glaring weakness was at the cornerback position on the back end. And I think that needs to be addressed uh, early as well too. Now, whether they want to uh, address that issue in the first round and then wait until the second round since this wide receiver class is so deep, listen, I would be fine with that. But when I look at the Eagles, I think it's clear offensively. You have to surround your big money quarterback with a lot more weapons. And that is addressing the wide receiver position. And I think you have on on the defensive side of the ball. I think you have to address your glaring weakness this past season, which was the secondary. Now, again, you can also address the secondary in free agency as well,
0: too. You're absolutely right. My, uh, my only problem with them, though, is like, yeah, I mean, first round they have to kind of go receiver because okay. there is still a good amount of guys, but you do also want to have that that idea that you could get a receiver that could be your number one next year because I think regardless of who they pick, Al- Alshon Jeffries is going to be number one receiver. I mean, he's just going to have the veteran leadership and, you know. Yeah, I could see that. There. But you kind of want the guys that build for the future, and I think. Justin Jeff- Jefferson or even Jalen Rieger, mm-hmm. Those guys won't be there in the second round for him. They don't they have kind of a weird pick at 21. Where right honestly, here. winning that last game of the year was kind of like a curse <laughs> to them because it's only three it's only three positions mm-hmm. with him and uh, them in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather like Dallas I feel like has that opportunity where they could go and they don't have to reach for a receiver in the first round. They're looking for somebody to complement out
1: Yeah. No, I get you. Cooper
0: they're in a spot where they could do that instead and i mean in the second round you are gonna it is gonna be a more back heavy in the I guess day one day two mm-hmm. where corners and stuff like that and i mean they need to really address corners they do on defense and they really need to address receivers because miles sanders is going to be targeted this year for them he was really good they're not going to probably retain jordan howard yeah it's going to be going to be rough for them they're going to Teams are just going to go and they're going to jam the middle on them.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with you.
0: So that should be an interesting one. But going now, kind of an interesting battle right here, though, with the two teams that were in the bottom of the division with the Giants and the Redskins. Both teams, obviously, they're both. You have number two with the number two pick with the Redskins and a number four pick with the Giants. Uh huh. Ironically enough, the Giants really wish that they had that second pick because they really could use Chase Young. But. I've seen rumors that potentially that the Redskins will maybe just throw away Ryan Kerrigan, let him go, Mm -hmm. not keep him. Just because, I mean, Ryan Kerrigan, great guy, just not.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, Um, anytime you have a chance to draft a guy that people are extremely high on, calling him a generational talent in Chase Young, I mean, why not just say, you know what, Ryan Kerrigan? Uh, We appreciate everything you've done for this organization, but uh, we're going to let you walk and uh, test the waters and we are going to bring in a guy who is going to be your successor. But when I look at uh, the Giants going going to the Giants, because I know you brought them up, um, I think with that number four pick, it has to be easy and it has to be one of these premier tackles that are Uh, at the forefront of this draft. Because if you have a young quarterback in Daniel Jones, the last thing you want to do is not give him a chance to succeed. So I like the weapons they have at receiver uh, with Derry Slayton, who came on big last year. You still have Sterling Shepard. I mean, they still have playmakers out there. You're going to have Golden Tate coming back. Yeah, you have him coming back. You have Saquon uh, in the uh back. Evan Ingram. Yeah, yeah. so listen, you have weapons. So to me, it's about – getting that tackle and to me the guy i'm high on that i feel like should be the first tackle off the board in my opinion is uh jedrick wills jr so yes 100, yeah that's, I yeah. that's so, what i was gonna say too so i mean listen if, if you're the giants i think it's a no-brainer i think you draft a tackle at that number four position and you sure up that offensive line and you give your quarterback the best possible chance well your young quarterback at, at that the best possible chance to be uh successful
0: because once again, like another focus that they would be potentially needing to look at is also go to the secondary and the defense. A lot of teams in this division need a lot of secondary help, just to get guys. And honestly, you could get a guy potentially, if it works out well for them, they could mm-hmm. get like AJ Terrell potentially, who may well, drop a spot or two and be able to get that in the second round. I mean, yeah. they do have the thirty-six pick, and you mm-hmm. do need in in the lineman in this class. Eh, it's like it's a good, it's like good, it's really good up top. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of will. It's gonna fall a little bit.
1: Well, to me, like when I'm looking at their uh, their their depth uh, their depth chart here, and the guys that are gonna be unrestricted free agents, uh, you have a guy in Marcus Golodin who played great for you uh, last year, and then you have another guy who came in late or mid season through a trade in Leonard will- uh, Williams. Those two guys are gonna be up. So to me, I think listen the best way to affect the quarterback is to have a edge rusher. And I think in the second round, they need to find a way to address that position. And I still think they're gonna be some good edge rushers around uh, during that time. And then at the same time, they can also, if they choose to, address that position in free agency as far as with a more uh, dynamic player. And one player that comes to mind to me is Jadavian Clowney, Yannick Ngakwe. Like, those are two players that I feel can really uh, affect the game big time on that uh, side of the ball.
0: No, you're very much right on those two. Those two could really even do it. Plus, I mean, you guys, you got guys like Kyle Van Noy. You got Mm -hmm. dudes like that who are going to be there a little bit later in the draft, too. I look at them as... That I think their edge rusher position is going to be a free agency because I wouldn't be shocked if they even go after Leonard Williams and go and try to get him, try to get that a little extra money, uh-huh. give him a little extra money to get something. Because I mean, he wasn't bad when he was there. I'm looking at some, I'm looking, I was looking at other guys there, and then something just popped up on my screw. We'll talk about it another week. But the so, Raiders go in number 12 with Jordan Love,
1: hmm, okay. I like I don't that.
0: Know. I think I think Tom Brady potentially maybe in o, in Vegas. So who knows? I can though.
1: see that, but I think wherever Jordan Love goes, I don't think Jordan Love's gonna be a day one starter. I think Jordan Love is gonna probably have the Patrick Mahomes treatment, which is you know red shirt his first year, uh, learn behind whoever is the starter. And I think if he does play, it's gonna either be because of injury to the starter or poor poor play because of that starter. So let's recap real quick. Uh, for all the listeners out there because I know uh, this is something new that we are doing so to start off we started off with Dallas so on the offensive side of the ball for Dallas we both are in agreement that uh, first and foremost they need to find a way uh, to shore up Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper and then we said as far as positions of need for them on the offensive side of the ball uh, we both agreed on wide receiver as far as trying to find another uh, dynamic weapon that can go along with Amari Cooper if he is retained by Dallas and Michael Gallup. And then we said on the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think we both were in agreement that uh, the, the back end, the secondary needed to be addressed because we don't believe that. They're keeping Byron Jones, and they have some other guys as far as I mean, as they Jeff need Heath. guys like
0: yeah. – I mean, they have Xavier Woods, but if Xavier Woods gets hurt, there's literally nobody behind them that yeah. they can really look at being trustworthy. Yeah, and,
1: and two – Just I, for depth. And two, I think, too, uh, they may need to address uh, the edge rusher position because Robert Quinn uh, is a guy that's up. I don't know if they're going to re-sign him back. I mean, he had a good year uh, last year. Uh, another guy, Michael Bennett, who uh, can play all over the line, But I think we can say, both of us, that when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, the position that has to be addressed is the back end, whether it's cornerback or safety. And again, whether that's in the draft or whether that's in free agency.
0: And you're absolutely right about that. And then when we go to the Eagles, Eagles very much so. They need receivers and DBs. I
1: agree. They def- I mean, that's, I
0: almost, that's not even a question it's really not, with yeah. them. It's just almost like a straight yeah. state of fact. Correct. A Justin Jefferson potentially in the draft or mm-hmm. even looking potentially to go. You know, this I feel like they're going to be more of a corner. You need. You're going to try to get somebody big in free agency mm-hmm. with a corner and stuff like that. They have enough money where they could be able to do that. And that'll probably be one of their only moves because they're not going to keep a guy like Jason Peters. They're going to probably let him go. No, I agree. So that's going to be mm-hmm. that's going to be a nice little take off the cap, so they don't have to worry about paying him. And I mean, they got to get they got to get targets, as you said, around Carson Wentz. Yeah, you they can't have be to. Pay, you can't be paying the man thirty two million dollars to go out there and be throwing 100%. to your number one receiver, Greg Ward Jr.
1: <laughs> I, Former quarterback at Houston. That's true. By the way. That's true. And then now we move on. To Washington as far as recapping Washington uh, I think we both were in agreement that the the position group of need that needs to be addressed uh the most on the uh on this team is the offensive line because three out of their five starters will to be unrestricted free agents come uh the new league year so whether they want to address that position in the draft or free agency uh It must be addressed because, again, you know, when you have three or your five starters who are up, uh, that's a position group that is important, especially if you have a rookie quarterback in 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 Dwayne Haskins. And I don't know if we talked about the defensive side of the ball. Uh, They don't have a lot of guys that are up, but uh, they just released Josh Norman, Uh, Dominique Rogers Camarda, who really didn't play a lot last year because he was hurt. He's up, so I think now, the secondary. The I
0: remember when like Arizona yeah. picked him. I thought, oh, he was going to be yeah, so good. Yeah. I never thought he'd be a. So I lead. mean, I
1: think the secondary is a uh, a position of need again. Whether they want to address that position of need in the NFL draft or whether or not they want to address it in free agency.
0: Because the Redskins are in a weird spot because they have a first they have a first round pick and then they don't pick until the third round. Yeah, they don't have a second round pick, which. Is realistically a great spot for guys when they who are they gonna need with the quarter with the potentially receiver, mm-hmm. even a tight end. That second round pick would have been a nice little spot for them to potentially get somebody like that because that's where you're gonna be able to start really shopping for those tight ends in the early second round mm-hmm. or even even offensive linemen. You could go and you might be able to find a guy who you need at the guard position because that's where I feel like most of the guards are gonna go around that. Late first round, early second area. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, but I think, too, um, in not having a second-round pick, uh, you really have to hit not only in free agency, but you have to hit in the draft. Oh, their number
0: two pick has to be a great number two pick. And,
1: again, you have to hit uh, at the positions that you are picking, whether it's going to be in free agency or, again, the NFL draft. Because when you have – three out of your five starters that are unrestricted free agents. I mean, you have to find a way. Again, if you don't want to keep all of them, at least keep one, but then you have to bring in a guy that's going to be a day-one starter. Again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but whether it's going to be in a uh, free agency or the NFL draft.
0: No, you're absolutely right. And then the Giants, they need to go out there and they need to really focus on potentially signing back a couple guys, like potentially Marcus Golden. And looking mm-hmm. at that, or going out there and getting an edge rusher, correct? Somehow, if Chase Young could fall to four to them, that'd be yeah. Because for them. you and know, if you know the Redskins fall, what we say, it could um, be possible for them to do.
1: Yeah, listen, I think with the Giants, it's just it's it's simple too. Uh, you have a young quarterback, just like Washington. Uh, the the good thing about them, uh, they don't have a lot of guys along that offensive line who are unrestricted for ages. I think the only one right here I am looking at is their right tackle and Mike Rimmers, and again, I think that's a position that you can address in the draft because you're picking at number four, and the perfect guy, I think, for that spot is Jedrick Wills Jr., like I said before. So, the recap, if you're the Giants, it's just shoring up the guys in front of your young quarterback that you hope to be uh, the heir apparent to to Eli Manning, and then moving to the defensive side of the ball, uh, I think we both hit it on the head. Listen, you have to get an edge rusher and whether you want to address that position in the draft or a free agency, you just have to get an edge rusher because you and I both know that's the uh that's the quickest way to to really affect the uh the game on that side of the ball.
0: So question for you though. Okay. This is uh it, this is I kind of see this as an interesting one. Okay. I know it's a very it's very hard to believe, but at the two of rumors with the Detroit I know Mel Kiper just put that on his newest mock draft which you know Mel Kiper realistically it's great he has all these mock drafts but how many times they actually hit is very iffy true but there could be a team that could be looking at Tua the Dolphins do have enough draft stock to be able to go they jump up to that two spot you have Washington go to the five spot which realistically might not be the worst thing for them because Mm -hmm. I mean it's nice to say they go pick Chase Young up Mm-hmm. But it's not like they need to. I mean, Kerrigan's still under contract, they'd have to find a way to move him. And I just I could see them not needing mm-hmm. it's more of like getting the best player in the draft at that number two spot. Correct. If you are New York and you do need a lot of offensive tackle help, but you also can very well use that edge rusher and Chase Young. Do you go for Willis or do you go for Chase Young if you're that Ooh, if you're that GM? Uh,
1: man, I'm gonna be honest. And a lot of people may not agree with this, but I think you just when you have a young quarterback who you drafted, what number six last year? Yes. I mean, you have to protect him. And listen, I know Chase Young is going to be a it a, a dynamic player. And he and again, it it sounds so enticing, but man, I mean, I'm just a guy. I'm like, listen, if I invested that high into a quarterback that a lot of people pegged last year to go later in the first round. Some even had that quarterback, Daniel Jones, pegged to go early second round. And I drafted him number six. I'm sorry, I'm doing my best to give him the best opportunity to be successful in the NFL. And I am going to go out and I'm going to get him protection. So I would pass on Chase Young and I would take the offensive lineman just because I have a young quarterback and I have to keep this young quarterback upright for us to have a chance to be successful.
0: So that would be kind of an interesting interesting one because realistically, that would be the best move for the Redskins is somehow they could just trade back just a little bit because mm-hmm. everything they need isn't really in the number two spot. You could get That's him potentially true. a little bit later because if they're looking for a corner and they want like Jeff Okuda, you could get him at that four to five spot. You don't, he's not going to be picked up by the by the Lions because the Lions don't get to a – they're probably going to go Derek Brown or something like that. And realistically, Ooh. your five and six are both going to go quarterbacks.
1: Well, I believe the Lions will probably go Jeff Okuda. Why I say that is because right now uh, it's looking like they're going to lose Darius Slay. And if they lose Darius Slay, knowing Matt Patricia, he is a coach that likes to play the same type of coverage that Brian Flores play plays and they both came from New England, which is, you know, the the, the man coverage. I saw, I, I saw a stat uh, this past season. The teams that play the most man coverage in the league as far as by percentage. And it was just crazy how it was the top three teams were New England, Detroit, and Miami. Again, I don't think it was in that order, but those top three were the top three teams. And if you're going to lose a guy like Darius Slay, and you want to play man coverage, listen, you better get a corner, whether it's in the free agency or the draft, that can give you that.
0: And you're absolutely right about that. But uh, real quick, one more topic before okay. we get out of here. It's kind of an interesting topic, and I want to kind of get your mind, your your opinion on it. Obviously, what's been recently happening is we've gotten a lot of Miles Garrett. He just got reinstated to the yeah. NFL. And he's really going after Mason Rudolph after. Let it go, man. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any support behind him from other players, from any other thing like that. You're getting more or less like kind of like crickets almost from the other players. And you're getting like Mike Tomlin going out there and saying, we'd know if this happened, we would know. And he's going after this. And even Mason Rudolph's people went out there, his lawyers went out there and said, we will come after you if you keep on talking like this. Mm Mm-hmm. I know you, you said shut up but like realistically, is this really digging a hole in this this is this one of those moments where we could look at it and kind of like miles Garrett really good player, and it kind of disparages it a little bit,
1: uh yeah, because listen, we'll never know who's telling the truth or who's lying, but this is my gripe with it, miles Garrett, you were suspended indefinitely. You had to go through, I guess, a series of treatment and things of that nature to be able to come back to the NFL. And You spoke with the commissioner in the process, and I'm guessing that you showed some type of remorse because the commissioner reinstated you. But through that time period, in a way, people have forgotten about that uh, dreadful, what was it, Thursday night? Or or Monday. It was a Monday night. Okay, Monday night. So it's like, listen, why bring up something that people actually no, it was a Thursday night. Okay, yeah, yeah, It was a Thursday night game. So we talked about on a Friday after. So why bring up something that, in essence, people have forgot about, and a lot of people have forgot about? I mean, again, it's just the, it's just I think of the saying, why open up a old wound? I mean, you reinstate it. I don't want to say you have a a, a a a new lease on life, but, I mean, again, you have a second chance, so my man but just. But
0: kind of does, though, almost in a sense because, you know, realistically, if he doesn't do this, he kinda, his stuff kind of goes like fades into the abyss, and, you know, in about two or three years with a lot of these NFL things, yeah. we kind of forget about it. No, correct. I mean, most people, I guarantee if you pull him right now, do Not remember the Cortland Finnegan, Andre Johnson fight That's where true. he was going and he was doing all that true. kind of stuff. A lot of people in the NFL, realistically, it's such a violent sport where it does get forgotten. Mm-hmm. But when you keep on coming after it and you're sitting in a dead period of NFL news Correct. and you are being the number one topic, and then it's as I said, I was looking at the TV earlier today. Mm-hmm. It literally, I thought we were in November again because mm-hmm. you're seeing Tom Brady, yeah. where is he going to go, and this. And it's Listen, like, oh to me.
1: God it doesn't make any sense to hammer something home when there is no evidence out there. And when the NFL at the time came out and said, listen, we did our independent investigation and we did not see or hear anything about you claiming that Mason Rudolph said a racial slur. Now, again, if Miles Garrett wants to take that to the grave, be my guest. But again, when the NFL has came out A number of times and say, listen, we did our independent investigation and we still found nothing. Like, my man, just let it go. Let it go.
0: No, and you're 100 percent right about that. And I I agree with you 100 percent on that. But Rashad, favorite time of the podcast. (laughs) I'll let you
1: start off. For those that want to get at me, uh, reach me on Twitter. My handle is Rashad, R-A-S-H-A-D, Jamal, J-A-M-A-A-L-B uh again just at me i post a lot uh, i love to debate in a friendly way so uh if you like to debate or if you have uh i guess any type of opinions on some of the things i post uh again just 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 get at me
0: and i'm at matt w560 if you come at me with a comment or something like that i will respond back to you don't get a lot, but, you know, I'm out there, and I have no problem debating also, you know. <laughs> I so I probably am a de- better debater than Rashad. We just don't okay, know yet. Okay, okay. One day we'll figure that out. We'll go in an all-debate show. We'll get in a moderator and everything. It'll be first take, except, you know, I'll be Stephen A., and he'll be Skip.
1: <laughs> or Max. Uh, I, Max ooh, now. I'd rather be Skip. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Max.
0: But uh, thank you for listening. When we come back next week, which, which division should we do next week?
1: Uh, you know what? Let's go over to the AFC, and let's do the AFC East. All right, we because can do, we that. Yeah. We East, can do so that, we did the NFC East, so now can. let's do the AFC East.
0: I mean, we could talk. I mean, there's Tom Brady. There's so much to talk about. There is. There is. A bunch there is. Of so AFC next week, and we will talk to you next week.